The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome back, everybody. Really nice to be here together tonight for our week five class. And we'll probably, let's wait another minute or so. But even as we're settling, finding the posture that's going to be good enough tonight, we can contemplate this really straightforward question, how do I know there's a body here? What is it in my experience that reveals or says there's a body? So in a way, with our course on mindfulness of the body, we're learning to sustain this perception, there is a body. How do I know there's a body? Because this is being known or this is being felt, that direct and immediate sense of embodiment. And you'll see with the guided meditation tonight, we'll cover some of the same ground as last week. You'll see it's, it can be very useful to use thought or concepts because what we're doing with these teachings, these concepts, or you could call them a map, we're using them as a kind of counterbalance to the ways we tend to be unaware of the body or disconnected or imagining the body as something that actually doesn't really line up with reality so much. So we're correcting habits of mind and we're using teachings, concepts, a conceptual map to help us transform our understanding our way of perceiving, our way of connecting with the body. But to begin, let's do what we usually do at the beginning, excuse me, of our classes. We'll chant slowly the traditional three refuges in the Pali language. Basically, if you're unfamiliar, we're chanting, I take refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, we do that three times. And Buddha is really, when we use that word, we're really bringing to heart this quality of the mind that is awake, that's capable of being open, clear, receptively knowing it's like this. When we take refuge in Dhamma each time, each of the three times, we're remembering that I value being intimate with the way it is, with the conditions that are moving, that are expressing themselves in my life right here, right now, through the six sense gates, through my five physical senses, through the thinking, 
and imagining mind. This is, this is the activity of Dhamma. So we take refuge in Buddha, the wakefulness, being awake to Dhamma, the way it is, what's moving, what's coming and going. And we take refuge in Sangha. We're <clears throat> aspiring to live, to engage, <clears throat> to show up in all the little and big ways that we show up in our worlds from this intimacy of Buddha knowing Dhamma. And so the presumption, which we all, each of us, have to check out for ourselves, is that it really supports skillfulness when we can live from this place of Buddha being intimate with Dhamma. Instead of having a plan of how I should be Mark and what I should do and what I shouldn't do, this kind of conceptual overlay of who I think I am and how I think I should behave, the strategy that comes out of early Buddhism is really emphasize this these first two refuges of take, you know taking refuge deeply valuing the capacity to be awake to be open to be sensitive to see and feel clearly and deeply to the way it is to what's actually here not on the surface but both the breadth and the depth of what's moving internally externally we want to not, and not to rush to define our experience, but to stay in that being awake to the way it is and just check out, like, how am I responding? How are those choices that are being made? Do they turn out to be relatively or even very skillful and nimble and creative and resilient, these ways of engaging my world, my communities, my relationships. And that's the third refuge of Sangha, this enlightened or wise or compassionate engagement in our lives. And these are the three refuges. And because this Monday night Buddhist studies class and the series of classes are really about being a student of these teachings and this person and the wise people who have, you know, done their own interpretations and sharing of these teachings over so many centuries. You know, it's a way of aligning with other people who are finding real value in these teachings, these ancient teachings. So let's do that together to begin our time. And then we'll do a guided sit using some of the Buddhist teachings on mindfulness of the body. Chami. <laughs> 
Dutiampi Buddham Saranam Kachami Dutiampi Dhamang Saranang Kachami Dutiampi Sangang Saranang Kachami Tatiampi Buddhang Saranang Kachami Tatiampi Dhamang Saranang Kachami Tatiampi Sangang Saranang Kachami <clears throat> Listen to the body making any adjustments that might be needed. Cultivating a stable, soft, relatively upright posture that supports alertness and relaxation. And we're just doing the best we can, coming to a relative stillness in the body, settledness. And take the time to take a few longer, deeper breaths in and out. Let it be, these breaths, let them be gentle but deep. So there's that sense of filling the lungs, emptying the lungs. And just feeling that in the body. In a way, each breath in, each breath out is like a massage for the whole body. And as if we have all the time in the world, we do a few more of these longer, easy, deeper breaths. Not at all in a hurry. And we allow the breathing eventually just to move on its own, grateful that the bodily breathing process doesn't depend on me being in control or managing it. 
And one of the ways the Buddha suggested that we can balance and even in a sense correct how we relate to the body is to learn how to bring to mind or learn how to experience the body as different parts. And he used very ordinary image of a bag filled with different seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, peas, lentils, rice, things like that. So we're gonna move through the body. We'll begin at the head And for the first scan down through the body, we're just going to keep bringing to mind the reality of skin, something quite ordinary. So we begin to feel and notice the forehead. And just sensing, you can use your imagination as well, of course, just sensing the truth, there's skin here at the forehead skin, and in a way that feels helpful, you can even repeat the word skin silently in your own heart if it's helpful. And along the scalp, there's the hair of the head, of course, and skin. Even the ears covered in skin, back of the head, of course, Skin. And down through the face. Just aware of the skin, the air touching the skin. The lips, slightly different kind of skin. Inside of the mouth a more sensitive kind of skin. And we bring to mind the neck, the throat, just as it is. But in particular, we're keeping in mind the reality of skin. And depending on your age, the skin around the neck might be taut or it might be flabby but it's just skin, sides and back of the neck, top of the shoulders and the skin around the shoulder joints, sensing, imagining the skin here down both arms, possibly some hair of the body, for example, under the arms and along the forearms. And the skin around the palms, maybe slightly calloused along the fingers and back of the hands. Lots of skin. And then nails on the fingers, 
just a more hardened type of skin. And let's bring the attention to the upper torso, first the front side, the chest. So from the shoulders down the front side, sensing the skin here. Some skin sensitive, some skin less sensitive. Here the body. If there is any down the abdomen, all the way down through the groin, just aware of the skin, skin of the body. And we're learning to be attentive to skin as just an ordinary part of the body. And then beginning at the back of the shoulders and sensing the skin along the upper back and under the arms and the sides of the ribs, through the mid-back, down the lower back, the buttocks, sits bones, maybe slightly different skin, maybe places of callus, Just sensing the skin around the pelvis, the hair of the body, around the groin, and then the skin along both thighs. Maybe the skin's a little tighter around the knees if they're bent, just notice, sense that. Along the calves and shins, the skin around the ankles, more callous skin down by the heels, sides and bottoms of the feet, tops of the feet, the nails of the feet, skin. And take a moment just sensing the body, surface of the body, just skin. Just ordinary skin. And now coming up from the bottoms of the feet, we're going to attune to the sense, the experience of flesh. Use your imagination. Remember, it's not about feeling disgusted. It's really the Buddha suggesting we have a very ordinary, neutral sense of all the more fleshy parts of the body. So it's some combination of using the concept and your mental image, your imagination and the felt sense of flesh. So we'll begin with the toes. And of course, under the skin, just sensing and imagining the flesh there in the toes the pads of the feet, the bottoms of the feet. All the muscle and flesh as you move your awareness up from the feet through the ankles 
and the thicker muscles in the calves the juicy, meaty part of the body. And of course, there's all kinds of fluids in the joints, joints of the knees, and the fleshy parts of the thighs. Just sensing the weight of the fleshy parts, the mass around the groin and in the pelvis, all the different glands and organs here in the lower abdomen, the different membranes that maintains the internal order and location of all the fleshy parts. the diaphragm, all the web of musculature, the big lungs, the amazing pump of the heart there, and even the juicy parts in the center of the spine, the fluid, spinal fluid, up through the neck, down both arms, feeling the musculature there in the arms, the fleshy parts, including down to the hands, even the little pads of the fingers are fleshy. Of course, it's the most obvious natural thing that there's flesh, lots of flesh, lots of juicy parts here in the body. Of course, it's not disgusting, it's not attractive, it's just what it is, flesh. And up through the neck and the skull, the brain is fleshy the glands here, the eyeballs. Lots of flesh, just flesh. And just taking a moment as we sense and imagine the whole body, just clear about all the fleshy parts. We don't need to name every part. Just grounding in the reality of flesh. And of course there are bones. So we'll begin again at the top of the head And again, using both your felt sense of the body, but also your imagination and the concepts. And we just sense the skull itself, the shape, the hardness, the bridge of the nose, structure of the jaw, the hardness of the teeth, 
and just sensing, imagining how the spine comes up to the base of the skull. And just sensing the vertebra, the upper part of the vertebra and the collarbones and the upper ribs and the shoulder joints and the bones of the arms and the elbows and the forearms and the more complex skeletal structure in the wrists and in the hands and each finger, all the little bones, all of them hard, all of them tied together with the tendons and ligaments, wrapped around with muscle often, bones, lots of bones there in the arms, shoulder area, neck and head, and we sense the whole rib cage as best we can, just use the imagination. Lots of bones, of course, cartilage as well. This amazing structure of bones held together in the spine down through the center connecting with the structure of the pelvis, the skeletal structure here in the pelvis, quite large, the bones, hip sockets, big thigh bones, sits bones, the structure of the knees, down through the lower legs, down all the way to the, through the ankles to the heels and all the skeletal structure in both feet, the toes, lots of bones. Lots of bones, imagining, sensing the whole body skeletal structure, the whole body, and learning to relate, to sense the bones in this neutral, ordinary way, neither beautiful, but also not disgusting in any way. It's just bones, just bones. We have the skin and the hair of the body and the hair of the head and the nails. We have all the fleshy parts, the meaty and juicy parts of the body. And we have the skeletal structure, all the bones. And you might even notice a kind of coolness. So we'll have a little silence and you can just rotate through those three perceptions. Find your own way, take care of yourself if you're 
If it's feeling intense in any way, you could just go to whole body awareness or awareness of breath. But if it feels appropriate, just rotate, imagining and sensing the skin for a few seconds until it feels clear. And then sensing and imagining the flesh throughout the body until it's clear and then the bones or skeletal structure until it's clear and then back through it again. So let's continue on our own for a while. And don't be shy, if it's helpful, use the word, almost like a meditation word or a mantra. So use the word skin, flesh, bones, at a pace in a way that seems helpful. This is a good example of where we can use concepts, words, to support a more honest, deep connection with reality, the reality of the body.
the Buddha recommends, you know, in a way that is helpful, not in a way that's disturbing or agitating, but in a way that's really balancing and settling, that we not only learn how to have this perception internally, the body as these ordinary parts, but also externally, with our family members, with our friends. It's not a way of dismissing our love or our concern for those around us, but just understanding that the body, my body, this body, their body, skin, flesh, and bones. So you can just play with that for the last minute or so. See who comes to mind, might be a neighbor, might be somebody at work, might be your partner, could even be your pet. But just remember as you think of their body, that like, much like our body, skin, flesh, and bones. And interestingly, bodies that we find very attractive for whatever reasons, skin, flesh, and bones. And bodies that we don't find attractive, also just skin, flesh, and bones. This is just how it is. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.